it's like it had these balls, metal balls or whatever, and then it had uh, some say they had bones and whatnot. <laughs> and so, first they whipped him, and the Romans, the way they would do it, um, so that you had like the Jewish tradition, and they would do it forty times. The Romans would just beat somebody till they were at the point of death. Uh, they wanted him beat down, so they beat Jesus, tore his back up. Um, from what I read, it's you flesh hang. I mean, it's it's ugly, and so he's already gone through all this this portion, and it's just the start. Um, so after that, his back is bloodied. He's bleeding. They've put the crown of thorns on him. The the head is, from what I understand, one of the most highly vascularized parts of the body. So when you hit your head, you bleed like you're dying. And so they put this crown of thorns, and his he's already lost blood. Now he's pouring blood from his head. They they take a scarlet robe, they put it on him to to humiliate him. And um, we we read that, and it's like okay, they're humiliating. But what you don't think about, and in my reading, in that. Um, the, the, the robe begins to adhere to those wounds and it begins to scab and clot. And then before they go to crucify him, they strip him again. So they rip that scarlet robe off and rip open those wounds all over again. Um, and so it's just, it's a lot. And it, we're nothing for, to think that the God of heavens down from his glory ever-living story our God and Savior came and what he went through and this is just a start this is easy compared to what's to come so they they make him bear the cross and from what I understand it's the it's a portion of it they already had the the part that stands up in the ground but um and then we know that somebody Simon helped carry it but they get him up there uh, on the hill of Golgotha and uh they we we sing it's through the hands but from what i understand if they did that then it would just rip right through and he'd come off the cross so from what i understand they put it through his wrist and um the nerves that are in those wrists uh the pain from hitting my my understanding is called the median nerve and uh it's apparently pretty pretty intense pain so they do that they go through the feet and in all that his shoulders, his wrists, and his elbows are dislocated. From what I read, some people say it's six inches longer to the point that his extension is six inches longer. Some said nine inches. But nonetheless, he's hanging there with these his joints dislocated. And um, that, I just, again, reading all this, it's you think about what he did for us. It, it's just mind-blowing. Um, and so with all that, what happens is the way he's hanging, it causes the rib cage to be pulled upwards and outwards. And because of that, he's not able to breathe. He can breathe in, but he's unable to exhale because of the way the rib cage has pulled upwards and out. So in order to be able to breathe, he's got to push up with his feet to be able to exhale. So this whole time his back is battered, it's bloodied, it's hurting, his arms, wrist, all that's dislocated. And he's having to to move up and rub against the back of that cross to take a breath or to exhale. Um, and from what I understand, as it, as it continues and the oxygen, the blood level oxygen gets low, the body starts needing more air and it starts panning. So he's beginning to move more frantically. 
And so not only is he not breathing, he's dealing with the back and rubbing against the cross. And it, it, you, it, I would say for anyone, it, it wouldn't hurt to take the time to look into it. Just to, I'm not I'm not doing an adequate adequate um, description, but it, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's 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 bothered me for days. Um, and in all that, his muscles are cramping. They're spasming. The pain. Um, it's just unimaginable. And in all that, because of holding true to the word, he's not taking the wine that could help alleviate the pain. Um, but he's going through this and embracing it for you and I. Um, and so from what I understand, I mean, we can't tell definitively what his cause of death is, but there are some that hypothesize that because of the buildup of fluid and blood around his heart, that it eventually caused his heart to rupture. And, uh, that was the cause of death. Some say it was a heart attack. We don't know, but nonetheless, um, when I, when I think about what he went through for us, we're not, we're not Jews, we're not Israelites. And yet for Gentiles, for us to be saved, it, it, it's humbling. Um, it's, it's humbling. And so with all that, I kind of want to talk about the, what all he went through and then tied into us today. Um, so going to John 18, verse 36 and 37. So here Jesus is before Pilate, and Pilate's, you know, asking him, hey, is this true what they're saying? They're, he's trying to get an answer or a, or a reaction out of Jesus. And Jesus finally says, "Jesus in verse 36, it says, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be able to delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, art thou a king then? Jesus answered, thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. So Jesus came, and Jesus robing himself in flesh and coming to, to the earth. He didn't come. The miracles, the signs, the wonders, that was all awesome. But his soul, his main purpose was to die a gruesome death, for us. And so when I think of his sacrifice and what he went through, who am I to to say no? Who am I to say no that's not comfortable? I am not comfortable up here. And honestly, I would be happy if I never had to stand here again. But I don't want comfortable. When I think he was not comfortable and he he could have you know in in the in the bible it mentions you know he could have called down legions of angels and but he didn't and so he didn't have a place to lay his head at one point the the scripture says and who are we you know going in that's it's been preached about here recently and spoken about this new season and change and and new levels and it can be uncomfortable it can be god i have i wish you could I could describe the mental struggle this past week in my head and 
and it's uncomfortable. And the easy way would be like, no, God, I'm going to, I'm going to sit on the piano or better yet sit on the pew and just be a saint and, and work in the church and do what, do what's easy for my nature, but God, not my will. I, I, and so like, as Paul said, I die daily. Um, so it's, it's kind of different and simple, but tonight I just urge you don't don't sit where it's comfortable. It's going to cost. It's not going to be comfortable. But God's calling isn't comfortable. And when it gets uncomfortable, when you're laying in bed at night and saying, "God, why me? This isn't me. This isn't this isn't this hurts." Just I urge you to think back to what our savior went through and what he faced that day for our sins, and we owe it all to him. And and so I just, I, I don't want the comfortable path. I don't want, I don't want easy. I want God's will. Nothing more, nothing less. And lastly, finishing up Matthew 27, verse 42. At this point, Jesus is on the cross. You've got a ton of people mocking him. You've, they're saying, you know, they're telling him to come down, this and this and that. And so in verse 42, it says, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. And so to satisfy that few, he could have come down from the cross and proven that he was God in flesh. These people mocked him and in that moment I'm sure the man wanted to rise up and be like you know what I'm coming down on this cross and knocking you all out but he didn't and you know at the end of that when he gave up the ghost and the earth quaked and the veil was torn it it goes on to say that they they made the statement truly this is the son of God and so when we're walking into this new season when we're walking into this new path and and uh, it's uncomfortable people are going to start knocking at your door people are going to start telling you, hey, this, that, and it might contradict what our bishop has called over your life or what he's spoken to you. Don't give ear to those people because when all said and done, they're going to have to acknowledge that bishop is the man of God, that his hand on your life is right. And it, yes, it may be satisfying in the moment to prove people wrong, but wait it out, bite your tongue. Don't give ear to these people wagging their tongues in defiance and mockery. Um, but I think I gave my husband his 40 minutes and maybe a little more so he can, he can hate me. It's okay. Um, but I just, I just want to urge you guys tonight to submit. However, the cost I've, some of the stuff that I've gone through in this past few months, I never thought I'd go through. And man, it's uncomfortable. It hurts. But I am submitted. It doesn't hurt worse than what my Savior went through. I am submitted to that man. Whatever the cost, I've submitted to God and Him.
And so tonight, if there's any question, if there's any doubt in your mind of where you stand with him, where you stand in God's kingdom, don't give ear to the discomfort. Don't give ear to the noise that might be coming in from the outside because God knows I've, I've faced it. But give ear to this man and to God. No matter the sacrifice, it'll be worth it one day.